Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, join Sunny for a special solo soul digger edition of the show. She'll be sharing lessons learned over the last seven years of doing the show from the embarrassing to the magical. So tune in for some inspiration and reminiscing. And now we welcome your host for the day, Sunny Joy. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I am your host, Sunny Joy McMillan, and we are here every Friday. We have been for the past seven years. Have been. (laughs) Haven't left. I mean, you're always here. I guess I've been... Some of those times have not been live, but me as we, we as you, it's all one. Well, the show has been here. There we go. That's over seven years every Friday, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines here on Alternative Talk, eleven fifty AM KKNW. Uh, You can always access the show archives if you miss the live show. You can find those at the station's website. That's 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. And you can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. Um, So, Benny, uh, as you know, since you did record the intro, what we're talking about here today, Mm -hmm. lessons learned in seven Mm -hmm. years. But you have been in broadcasting far longer than I. Yes. How many years now? Uh, officially, I believe I hit the market for me in my career in 95. That's when I kind of like made the jump up to college at Western Washington University and uh. got my first set of turntables. <gasps> and that's kind of where the the ball started getting to roll. And, and um, a friend of mine got a show on the local station up there on KUGS, uh-huh. Cugs. And uh, he's like, you should come check it out. Uh-huh. And it was like a Sunday at like 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, sure. <laughs> Because he was spinning. He spun records, too, and I kind of got the bug from him. And so my friend Eric, what's up? He's from Tacoma. Uh, he's like, I'm a show. Like, I'm spinning. You should come check it out. So I did. At 2 in the morning. At 2 in the morning and fell in love. I mean, you're in college. You're, I, I you're already up. I was about up. to say, you're, you're already, already up, up at 2 a.m. Yeah. on a Saturday night. Yeah. I mean, you know, yes. So, so, <laughs> so uh, ended up, uh, yeah, from there on, it's just I haven't left it. And so it's been, it's coming up on 30 years. Wow, officially. Benny. Yeah. On the air, though, uh, with me. Uh, just a little over 20. Okay. And so when did you make, I actually, now I'm at more questions than I originally started with Bring for it. you. Huh? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when did you join Hubbard Radio or has, has it always been Hubbard? It was uh, Sandusky uh, before. Oh, oh, that's mm-hmm. right. That Hubbard came on even since I've been here. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I can't recall exactly when they merged, but it was Sandusky and two other companies uh, and they merged and coming into this building in uh, early 2000s. Okay. So the three companies, Orca and um, Seascape and Bellevue Radio, the okay. three companies were then swallowed up, so to speak, and uh-huh. were under the umbrella of Sandusky. Okay. And then placed all five stations in this building. Ah. And so then I got my internship here. Oh, you do? Okay, so it's the internship. 92.5, which I'm actually wearing their jacket you from are. old school a long time ago. Yeah, yeah it looks like a old It's a throwback. Yeah, it's yeah. when they first jumped to the whole new move-in moniker. And imaging. Oh, moving, moving. Yeah, like before it was KLSY 92.5, which was a big, uh, they had a big tradition in the uh, Seattle area. And then they moved to Mix 92.5. And mm-hmm. then they went to Move in 92.5, where uh, 
Brooke and Jeffrey are now doing the morning show and all the other cast characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then when did you join officially uh, Alternative Talk KKNW? Uh, probably 2005. I had been like a roving kind of intern slash part-timer here. I uh-huh. never left because I really liked radio and yeah. I didn't want to leave it. And I'm like, find me a job and I'll do it. And I stayed and I kept doing jobs from like coffee to sticker stops to you know throwing t-shirts at people at <laughs> events you know what i mean yeah. and um the part-time gig opened up down here uh for evenings yeah uh, it was news channel 1150 at the time not alternative talk so we were a strictly news channel and we were slowly merging into like the talk scene yes and we had a couple shows some overnight shows we had some uh, foreign language programming like some russian programming okay. in the very beginning and then we decided to jump and make this whole alternative talk style of uh, radio for the Pacific Northwest and people. Well, I mean, now you can get on the internet, so. Yeah, and and then were uh, Brenda and Rob of Conscious Talk, were they two of your very first They were one of the first, yes, shows starting here and living this life, you know, that they have pushed so gracefully and well with uh, over the years and have paved a lot of ways for even you included. Yeah. um, From way back. Uh, They had like one hour, maybe half hour, I think, on a weekend. Really? And then they moved to, yeah, like one day a week. And then they bought up and got five days. Yeah. And they did five days for a very long time. And yeah. I'm, yep. And now they're, um, they scaled back a little bit. They've been doing it for a while and they kind of want to, you know, yeah. pull the reins and kind of retire. So oh. they've been doing a little more traveling. And so now, but they still have their show on Fridays at seven. Yes. Which you probably heard it this morning. Uh, this morning, actually, I was busy preparing my oh, outline. That's okay. Yes, I that's got all right. It was the media mentor with uh, Marianne DeMarco. Oh, okay. Very good show, by the way. Yeah, well, I that, that their um, presence on Alternative Talk eleven fifty AM KKNW was a huge part of um, me actually yeah. being inspired mm-hmm. to uh, reach out and see what options or opportunities there were available. Yeah, um, which I'll speak more to that in a yeah. moment. But um, so my question then would be, what are a couple of your biggest lessons? that you have learned in your time broadcasting that, I mean, kind of lessons that it could be something that's really only specific to broadcasting, but maybe it's something that you learned that is translatable into your life as well. Uh, well, you know, you kind of <laughs> right off the gate, right off the bat and, or, and out of the gates, I guess what I would say is just be determined and be driven. Okay. Uh, especially in this business, if you just kind of like slack just a little bit, you're just going to get run over. And I mean that loosely as far as like, because someone else can just kind of come in and, and run with it. Yeah. But like at events, I always had promotions, people talking to me and programmers like, just get in there. You know, you got to do it. You can't mm-hmm. be shy. I mean, you're you for you. And that's why you want to be in this business. Um, and it's kind of, it's a journalistic approach kind of. And I've always liked that. Um, I remember like one of my first couple of jobs, uh, in promotions for 92.5 way back is I was doing my first solo event and it was, I think, um, it's like sync or something like a mm-hmm. show downtown and I did show up early and set, start setting stuff up and I didn't have my one sheet with me, but I remember like, couple, what's a one sheet? It's like just your uh, quick little protocol sheet with phone numbers and contacts. Oh, so when okay. you get there, you're like, I need to speak to so-and-so. Oh, got it. Got it. And if you can't, you get on your phone. Cell phone, which was the old school <laughs> flip phone, <laughs> Nokia yes. 5160 or whatever it was called back in the day. Which like, didn't have a keyboard. No, it had the numbers. You had the T9. A, B, C, you, yeah, you had the T9. It. Yep. <laughs> you barely texted. And if you did text, you couldn't go over like 100. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. Now it's like unlimited. 
Uh, I remember getting there and I was, you know, in the van and they're like, who are you? I'm like, well, I'm with the radio station. Like, well, we don't have you here. I'm like, talk to Uh so-and-so. They know I'm coming. And I just started blurting out a whole bunch of stuff. And Uh the guy kind of backed up and he's like, okay, just park it over there then. I'm like, yeah. So like being in that realm and vision has helped me look at life a little differently Mm -hmm. and more comfortable too. Just because I'm confident in myself yeah. for anything that's kind of in front of me. Yeah. And, um, you know, you learn a couple more things along the way, too. But yeah. I think that would be a good start. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. And, and all the people that we see here, artists, musicians, you know, and celebrities, mm-hmm. they're just all like us, too. Mm-hmm. I know it's not a funny, like, before getting into the business, you kind of looked at people and like, oh, my God, it's so-and-so. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, so-and-so. Like, they're, like, just talking to you in, the, in like, you know, just the room. They're just like, hey, how's it going? Oh, pretty good. You know, Seattle. Oh, yeah. you know, just normal people like but when you first see him and you don't have that kind of connection you kind of get the little starry eyes yeah i still have a couple of people i still would like to meet someday but yeah we'll see well you're in a good place to do it there's a lot going on around so here far in these offices well it's coming back you yeah. know obviously yeah. from what we've been through the last couple of years yeah but, but you've been here all through yeah that's well, been a great i'm so glad i mean i feel like you uh were considered essential as well yeah. as i think bringing thank you programming inspiring programming to folks during a challenging time is important yeah i mean uh it has been kind of convenient for a lot of our uh hosts and guests to be remote and those that were still fortunate to kind of make it into work is cool i wish i could take my studio home with me but i can't <laughs> this is a it'd be really nice <laughs> i'd be like you this saw is the, the setup here <laughs> best job ever <laughs> But, this would be an interesting, yeah, try yeah. to do this setup at home. Would be but I thoroughly enjoy still coming in. Like, I think I've only taken, like, two days off in the last 10 years. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's it's just a fun job. I've always loved it. And it, it it's every day is different. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of rewards on yeah. some ends. So Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you are one of the most, you have the strongest work ethic of oh. just about anybody I've met knowing. Thanks. Yeah. But at some point, I just say, all right, we're done. Like, I can shut it off. Oh, you do. And that's yeah. for some other people yeah. in our, you know, line of work around here, too. They're count- there's, it's 24-7. Like, I, I just couldn't do that. Because yeah. I just, everyone's got other different lives or, you know, many other lives, too. So, yep. oh, and if anyone's going to Kenny Chesney, I'll see him tomorrow. <gasps> oh, very going good. To concert. Didn't even know he was here. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Dan and Shay will be there, too. I don't know who they are. <sighs> the song, Tequila. The song. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Sorry, you know I love. If I play it, you'll be like, "Oh, that one." I'm sure. Old Dominion. Oh, you know when I I left Texas, I left country music (laughs) behind, other than the classics. We have a country station right next door to us. Look, I this was the only options that were available (laughs) growing up in Tyler, Texas, was maybe one like remotely pop station, and then about 25 country stations. This one. Okay, that's Dan and Shay. You're like, oh, yeah, see? I told you it wouldn't take much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't, although Chase does own, it's interesting, Chase growing, having grown up here, has more country albums than I do, and I know Kenny Chesney has been a favorite of his at times, certain songs. Well, maybe I'll see him. (laughs) You'll be like, yeah, I'm taking the day off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, enjoy, and thank Thank you you for playing along with me, Benny, uh, for today. Oh, my honor. You are um, a lot, you have a lot more lessons learned. Than I with your 30 years versus my seven. So, well, but you've also had a really good message for a lot of people, including me, just on reframing and seeing the world just a little differently, you know, and but still having a really large heart. I know we've had a couple of emails going back and forth with just life in general. And so, thank you Mm -hmm. for that. And yeah, you're always welcome. Ah, thanks, Benny. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I will. 
I guess turn to my little outline, which. <laughs> yeah, cracker. All right, little monologue here. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, this is it's so funny because um, seven years ago, or I guess it was in April, so a little over seven years ago. But I was I pulled up my old. Uh, I keep all my show outlines. Like I'm a pretty. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Oh wow. Um, so it's just a little file on my computer that's show outlines from 2015 all the way to the present. And I pulled up my very first outline that I created for Aww. first show. And of course, I was very nervous. I mean, my biggest fear was dead air time that I won't know what to say. And I have run hosts out. that still dread that. <laughs> they do, because they're like, oh, really? oh, I ran out of things to talk about. I'm like, just make stuff up if you need to. That, no, they don't. See, like. that's a good life lesson right there, Benny, mm. is being able to um, not panic on the fly when things are not going in as planned, you know? We, we've we've had a couple shows like that already, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. just for technical issues, and I'm the one here that kind of has to manage a lot of that. Yeah. I'm always ahead of the hosts. If people want to understand, like, my job and being a producer on the air and engineer and running everything, it's like, I'm always having stuff open and ready to go if I need to. Yes. Because I can always take care of the problem after we're off the air yep. or if the host goes away. <laughs> <You know? laughs> goes away. Basically is what we're saying. So <laughs> it works that way. But, yeah, I've always got something ready, and I can always explain later. I'm like, oh, I lost, you know, so-and-so, or we had to get a guest or run in the other room. And, yeah, you know, and technology has made things a little bit easier these days, too. Yeah. With the remote systems and Zooms and Skypes and all these other things. So Yeah. Cell phones especially, too. Yeah. Rather than a landline. I remember that. You got to get to a landline, you know, like copper lines, you know, they're on the ground. They're not going to be disturbed. Not anymore. Hurricanes can't take them down. Oh, uh, yeah, they can't. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, yeah. Well, and speaking of having things, you know, prepared or ready to go in case anything happens, like looking at that very first mm-hmm. outline of mine, I had it scripted like. Oh, to the word. Down, because even coming in and out of breaks, yeah. because I we used to take breaks on this show. We don't anymore. I remember. Uh, to show the, you can do whatever you want. I, well, that's <laughs> this, one of the sales guys who uh, yeah. is, he's, he, I mean, he's been in radio for years. And when I was talking to him about, um, you know, how the show should be structured, you know, obviously, Benny, you gave me a lot of input and, um, and he gave some input too and talked about, you know, breaks at these mm-hmm. various times. And I was just like, you know. I don't want to take any breaks. I'm not doing it like I was supposed to be doing it. Um, and I also, I think if I had sponsors, obviously that would change things. But yeah. Um, yeah, but looking at this outline, it was scripted in and out of breaks, like to the word. And mm-hmm. I had more than I needed <laughs> just in case. I kind of want to pull that show back up if, if I can find <laughs> oh it. Oh my gosh, please don't. Sure, I have it. I have it. I, I bet I have it too. <laughs> oh, but anyway, yeah, that, but that was pretty funny. So, um, Kind of use that to kick off my reflections of the past year and the things that I've learned. And, you know, like I said, for the intro, embarrassing moments, magical moments. We've had them all. Um, I I do. I have your debut show right here. I can load it up and see. I'm pulling it over right now. I actually have it. I hear the intro or whatever. (laughs) We don't have to get very far into it. No, no. Okay, Um, mind you, this is just for everybody out there. This is the first time I'm hearing this because I never went back and listened to it because I was so scared. You mentioned that the other day. You've never never gone back. I do. Okay, now, not to compare myself to some actor who is actually on, like, the big screen, (laughs) but I have heard certain actors say that they don't ever watch their work because it (laughs) makes them cringe. And I've been so afraid that I would be one of those folks that would cringe Especially the first show, you know, how wobbly one feels when you're first start. Well, I felt in a new endeavor. Um, anyway, so if you're playing this, this do you, I don't know. I haven't heard, I haven't pre listened it or anything. So well, you I, wanted to go for it? Yeah, just play. Let's play. <laughs> let's just play the intro. Yeah, of course. 
Good morning and welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy McMillan. Every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. here on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW, I'll be bringing you amazing coaches, authors, and healers who are all on a mission to encourage you, inspire you, and give you tools to live a life filled with joy, peace, freedom, and purpose. So get ready for radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch us live, you can always access the show archives at 1150kknw.com. So welcome, everyone. Uh, this is my inaugural show. Woo! Yeah, all right. <laughs> welcome to the network. Hey, thanks, Vinny. Yeah. Yeah. I know that so guy. I've been so excited <laughs> about doing this show. I've been looking forward to this day for a long time now. Um, I am a recovering attorney and a now happily practicing life coach here in Seattle. Um, I've been a listener of KKNW since not too long after I moved here. Um, I actually moved here to Seattle about two and a half years ago from Austin. And I just fell in love with the positive programming. There's so much inspiration. Um, it was just a great way to start my day. So I am thrilled to have the opportunity to join this KKNW broadcast family and uh, hopefully add more informative, uplifting programming to your morning. So you can join us every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. here. And um, here with Benny, who is just as cute and fun as he sounds oh, on air. Okay, we can stop there right now. We can stop right now. I'm sure we got to get the point. All right, right. Yes. I don't oh. think you've changed a lick. I mean, well, then I'm like, oh, you gosh. You reworked I've been doing the, the intro same a little intro. bit since then. Yes, and I will say this was one of, well, I have, yeah, the, the <clears> intro has gotten just a tad bit shorter. Shorter, right. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, but yeah, I can uh, I can definitely hear in my voice. <laughs> Nervous yeah. a little bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. Uh -huh. Yeah. Which there are certain times I still get that nervousness. Um, totally, uh, perfectly normal. Yes, but I can hear the excitement in my voice right? too, and I was really glad to be here, as I still am. Aww, it never gets old. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. We got plenty more if you want to play. play <laughs> no, it. I think we're good, no, we're good for good now. Show, okay, right? I'm not cringing as bad as I <laughs> as I, had, but I'm sure there are. There are um, many times when if I listen to that first year, I'm just using that as my average, but when I was really getting my feet under me. For example, you mentioned Brenda and Rob, mm -hmm. and this is one of those kind of the life lesson moments. So I interviewed, um, when I was first starting, I, I reached out to several of the hosts at KKW. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I reached out before I ever started the show, and uh, of the ones that I reached out to, Brenda of Conscious Talk, um, uh, Brenda Michaels, uh, Brenda, Rob Spears, Brenda Michaels, right? Yeah, right? yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Uh, Brenda Michaels, um, she uh, was kind enough to give me some, uh, you know, encouragement and, and wisdom that she learned. And, and she also um, agreed to be a guest on the show. She had had a book come out relatively recently, uh, The Gift of Cancer, yes. I believe. And she yes. was featured on uh, one of the... Uh, the Today Show, I think. Oh, Shortly. wow. Oh, yeah, she was on TV, too. Oh, I've got clips awesome. of that, too. So. That does not surprise me. Um, and it was it was a, a fantastic book. Um, I, I think anyone who is on the journey of cancer, mm -hmm. um, everyone approaches it differently, and I think Brenda's approach was unique. Um, and one of the first people to really, that I read and heard about who talked about cancer being a gift because of what it taught her about herself and the transformation she made in her life. Mm -hmm. And now she's been cancer-free in full remission or healed yeah. for many, many years. Now. Uh, we had her on yeah. actually short, like uh, two months after you started. It looks like the 15th of June in 2015. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. So, um, but I will tell you, that was one of my, when you said June of 2015, uh, so that was, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that would have been about two or three months in. And yep. I was still 
uh, feeling wobbly. I still, but, and I'd gone through all the questions in my outline and I still didn't know how to get to the end of the hour at that perfect, like the timing of getting to the end of the hour, you know, cause in live radio, yeah. it, you have a good sense of uh, like an idea of how long the show is going to go, but right. sometimes you run a little quicker through questions, and sometimes mm-hmm. you run longer, and you've kind of cut and yeah. and paste and move around and. Well, and in that situation, for live, yeah, for live, yeah, interviews. I, I yeah, we had more time left than mm-hmm. I had <laughs> counted on, and I froze. And Brenda, the most gracious professional, <laughs> just stepped in and and turned a question back on me. I think and. Anyway, that's one of those like have a good team around you. Support yourself. That's with... a professional right there too, for you. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And she's been doing it for a while, so. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, but she was so graceful and gracious about the whole thing. But that is one of those life lessons. Yeah. Like, make sure that you are surrounded by quality people in whatever you are doing. Which Benny is my constant quality <laughs> companion here on the show. But, um, or yeah. Over prepare. <laughs> is usually one thing I stress a lot. Uh, everyone says they have their outline to a T. I'm like, you're gonna not, you won't have enough. They're like, no, it's to the word, like to the minute. I'm like, no. Either you'll say everything, but you're gonna speak too fast. Uh huh. So it comes down to like 56 minutes is now 40 minutes, and you're yeah. like, I now have 16 more minutes to fill. Yeah. Uh, it's because you spoke too fast, and I try to slow you down and take longer breaks or whatever. Yeah. So always yeah. over prepare. Yes, and I will say in over-preparing, there are many times when I get to blabbing and I don't get to my hole. My bad. Yeah. No, not your bad. My, my we've bad had some Dr. Alessandra Duke shows yes. where we've kind of stepped out for a while. <laughs> but anyway. I know. Oh, that's another shout-out to Brenda. Um, yeah. Brenda and of Conscious Talk. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, um, lesson number one, official lesson number okay. one. Okay. Um, I will encourage anyone out there to follow the nudge, um, whether that's a nudge to uh, join a broadcasting family and start a little radio show or the nudge to um, create whatever it is that your heart is calling you to create. Um, as you heard in that little intro, I guess that kind of prefaced what I wanted to say here very well, um, very timely. Um, I used to listen to this station when I first got to Seattle and found it to be very inspiring. Um, I called in, you know, got readings on air, did the things, and found some wonderful practitioners in the area. And I just, uh, I heard the little ad that would play that says, find out how easy it is to become one of our family of broadcasters. And I called the number and set up a meeting here with some of the folks. And um, I had no history in broadcasting, no experience in radio, and yet I felt called to reach out. Just follow that breadcrumb. I didn't know where it would lead. I didn't know if it would come to fruition, but there was the nudge inside of me that I could not ignore, and it really became one of those things where every time I turned on the show and would listen to it in my car, listen to it at home, uh, the, the call became louder or the nudge became stronger and more intense, and I am so glad that I did follow it because here we are all these many years later um, with so many, um, what's the word? I guess some of them are tangible, some of them are intangible, uh, just gifts that have come from following that little nudge um, or I guess as some, um, I think of the Sanskrit word as spanda. It's like that inner leap, the thing that jumps you up out of your chair. Um, so I encourage you, whatever it is, to follow that nudge. Even if it's just the tiniest little breadcrumb in front of you, 
maybe the thing that you are being led toward is not the thing, but by following the little nudge, you will get to the thing, um, whatever that is, by getting into motion, just by following the nudge. So that would be lesson number one, follow the nudge. Um, the second one, and I think, Benny, you just spoke to this really well with some of your experience um, in radio, that when you said, you know, you showed up and you didn't have your one sheet and you were persistent with the dude at the yeah. door. And yeah, um, that's one of the things that this show has really taught me is just ask. Yeah. It does not hurt to right? ask. Um, one of the guests that I, oh gosh, one of those where I've gone back and forth with them and then I kind of dropped the ball a couple years ago. But it was a gentleman who, like, his goal was to get rejected a thousand times. I think he was an entrepreneur, and he wanted to get comfortable with the idea of being told no. So he started with, like, little things, like going into, I think, like, Krispy Kreme and asking them to make the uh, Olympic <laughs> rings out of donuts, you know. and Sounds very good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was low-risk things. But sure. he just wanted to get his muscle strengthened for having people reject huh. him yeah. so that when he started having – I could be getting some elements of this wrong, but that – so when he started having to go to, you know, venture capital companies and present – or Shark Tank or something and present his ideas, that he wasn't crushed by every single no – so I think just asking, yeah, it was like a th he had a TED talk about it and then a book. He's um, he is Asian. I'm sorry, I don't remember. I'm his. looking up right now. It's the what he learned of a hundred days of rejection. Hundred, yes. Yeah, and it's yeah. Jai Jang. Yes, Jai, yes, Jai. yes. That's okay. him. That's okay. him. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, I I wish that I had had the opportunity to interview him. Maybe we still will. But um, in any event, just ask. Um, I get one of the questions I get asked the most. Um, from people who are either starting their own show or podcast or um, just folks who followed the show and are like, wow, how'd you get Neil Donald Walsh or Anita Morjani? Some of the names. Or Byron in, Katie. Oh, Byron Katie. Yes. Great one. Oh, yes, absolutely. She actually has been on a couple of mm -hmm. times. Um, how do you get these people? And I will say, I just ask. I don't have a public or a what is a like someone that that helps me with reaching out to publicists or marketing like I've just been a one woman show for all these years now um, by choice and sometimes just I that's just the way things have worked out but I just reach out and ask and maybe 50 percent of the time I get turned down and so what. But I keep asking also, so that's kind of like the subset of this. Just ask and be persistent mm -hmm. in your asking. For example, Anita Morjani, one of my biggest gets in the entire history of doing the show and one of my favorite interviews. She is amazing. I reached out to her people for a couple of years, not on a, like a weekly basis. I don't want to be a stalker, but on a regular basis, like let's say quarterly or every six months, I would calendar a reminder. And I would reach back out and say, hey, any chance she wants to be on the show? And I will tell you, part of the reason why I ended up getting her is because of another persistent just keep asking relationship that um, uh, that was created while I have been here in Seattle. And that is my um, coaching that I did at East West Bookshop mm. when they still had their brick and mortar up in uh, the um, uh, Roosevelt area. Mm. And, um, you know, they used to have uh, or they I don't, maybe they still, I don't know what their current setup is like, but they had like a little back room at that location um, for readers um, and classes and things. Mm -hmm. They had a couple of rooms. And 
I approached them multiple times to ask, hey, do you have any room for me to come do coaching? I know this is not like intuitive work like many of the folks you have. And there were that this I ask this again was going on for maybe, I don't know, three or four months, maybe six months. Maybe it was even a year that I kept approaching them. And um, at one point they got a new program director. And she was like, what the heck? We'll try it. You're doing it for free? And I said, yeah, I need the hours. So I coached for free there. And through that, I got to know the book uh, shop staff and also got to know that they did so many wonderful events. Like they were the folks who would bring Byron Katie to Center for Spiritual Living or Anita Morjani to Unity Church. And it was through that collaboration and them getting to know me and that I had a radio show that they would put me on their little you know, media list for somebody, an incoming guest, let's say, like Anita Morjani is a very real specific example. Yep. And they'd say, here are some local shows that you may want to um, be on if you want to yeah. have your people Have your people call their people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, my people is me. <laughs> so Correct. You're absolutely right. <laughs> but Anita Morjani, of course, did have people, yeah. plural. Um, Someday, Sonny. Yeah. Uh, no. We'll see. We'll see. I know it's kind of funny, like that's another life lesson is get support because this is one of the things where I think I should have done at some point. Um, now I'm going off to school, so it doesn't make a Yeah, you're doing just fine. Anyway, but okay, so by being persistent with East West <laughs> to get in their door to develop a relationship where I could offer free coaching, and then of course I ended up charging for it later as I became certified and all the things, um, but then that relationship Finally, when I reached out to uh, Anita Morjani, when I knew she had an event coming up and I knew I was on East West List and I knew her assistant by email well at this point, and I was like, <laughs> okay, so-and-so, I'm on the list. Can I please interview Anita now? And it, <laughs> as it turned out, I not only got to interview her, but I drove her to and from her hotel. That's adorable. To the event. Like, yeah. this is what I was doing. Like, I was like, not only <laughs> I'm coach, a publicist, I'm a chaperone. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you know what I'm in the business for. But yes, but yeah. Benny, this is what it led to. So That's Anita great. was on my show. So we already had a nice little rapport because I'd had her, you know, driving her back and forth yeah. to the event. And she's on the show. And at the end of the show, and if you will remember, Anita Morjani had a Hay House radio show when Hay House still mm -hmm. had a radio platform. And Anita did her own show 95% of the time. But every once in a while, she would have a guest. Just And it, this is Anita's life. Like, you know, she meets someone and it just feels like a neat connection. She'll invite him to be on her show. That yeah. It's very organic and, you know, wasn't. Like many of our shows here. Exactly. Um. So when she was on my show, we got to the end, and I don't think she said this on air, but as we were wrapping up, she just said, I have just loved our time together. I would love to have you as a guest on my show. And I said, are you serious? And she said, <laughs> absolutely. And I said, I will be contacting your so-and-so. I'm not going to give her name out, but your assistant. And she goes, please do. And so immediately after the show, oh. I email her. I got to be a guest on Anita's Hay House radio show, and I can't, her platform was huge at that point. And I have lasting client and folks in my circle relationship because of that. Yeah. All because I was persistent. I just asked. And I got no a lot. But that's a wonderful example of um, that. And I, I think my first, the one that, um, and you'll know because you know him well, Benny, but one of the first guests where I got really excited because my goal was to just present all the cool people that I was meeting through my life coach training program. And because there were folks who, you know, they do coaching, but also like they built labyrinths on the side or they were involved 
you know, they were a PhD who was involved in positive psychology research, something like that. And I just knew these were people that I wanted to be able to share with a wider audience, um, albeit, you know, a small one with this little show, but at least it hit some ears. And I wanted to present that. Um, but one of the first people that I didn't know that I reached out to was Mark Anthony, medium, uh, I guess he was the psychic lawyer, but I think he goes by psychic explorer now or something. I um, might think yeah. that's right. Uh, yeah. I know he's the solo but Mark Anthony. Medium. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he, he's uh, still featured here quite often. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He and I think Dr. Pat have a little segment mm-hmm. together. Yep. Yeah. The and psychic I, and the doc. Yes, okay. Yeah, and I I mean, Mark Anthony, he's very good at what he does, and man, he is a good guest. Like, you know, he is, he is, he was good in a courtroom, and he's good in terms of, you know, presentation and yeah, interviews, yeah. whether it be TV or radio. Anyway, but I remember I was sitting in traffic on in Mercer, and I'm when I say sitting in traffic, I mean like there was a wreck, and I sat there for over an hour, so I'm in park, cars off. And I'm going through emails, and I got the response that he said he would be on my show. And I remember screaming in my car, ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> and I think, yeah, just little. little She's so happy she's stuck in traffic. Yes. No, <laughs> that's not why I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> but turtle steps. Yes. And all of it, mm-hmm. lesson being just ask and subheading, be persistent in your asking. A no at the outset is not always going to be a no. And I will also say on the flip side of that, me being a one-woman show, I get folks that reach out, whether it's a publicist or someone who just wants to be on the show, and unless they email me two or three times, there are so many times when it has slipped through the cracks, not because I do not want to have them as a guest, but because it simply got put into a folder, and I am not the best at email. I should have an assistant uh, for these <laughs> things. But um, it's so if someone doesn't respond to you, it doesn't mean they don't want you. Right. It means they may just have. Or they're trying to fit you in somewhere. Exactly. Think so of the positive. Bubble up to the top of their inbox and go. be persistent. Um, okay. So next lesson. Do things your way, even if it doesn't make sense to others. Um, so when first putting this show together, um, it didn't fit with my business plan at the time. Um, meaning my work when I first started the show was being geared, uh, I think like the trajectory was toward the unhitched work, me assisting primarily women with the stay or go question. And if they decided to go graceful divorce. And of course that was what my book is about unhitched. And most of my coaching work, the divorce support group Unhitched that I ran here for several years in Seattle, um, it was all around divorce. And so I would have mentors or business coaches that I was using at the time who were helping me figure out how do you create a coaching practice or whatever it is that you're doing. And they would say it really needs to be, you know, let this show be one of the ways that you reach a broader audience about the work that you do. And I consistently would not talk about the work that I did, or if it was, I didn't want to have people on the show all the time talking about divorce and relationship. My happy place was spirituality. My happy place was wandering an East-West bookshop and seeing what guests would be coming in for shows or the books that they had just released and reaching out to those folks and reading about near-death experiences and reincarnation and all of these really cool you know, leading edge research institutions like HeartMath or, um, you know, the um, uh, Institute of Noetic Sciences down in Petaluma, all of these places that were doing the, and people that were doing this wonderful stuff, that was my happy place. That's what fascinated me, meaning fascination. 
attention without effort. I was so fascinated by it. And I, frankly, didn't care <laughs> that the show was not funding my coaching practice in the sense that it was funneling clients my way. I followed what I wanted with my heart. Now, I'm not saying to go out and do this if it's going to mean you cannot pay your mortgage or feed your children. I fortunately was able to use part of my divorce settlement toward the joy that this show brought in terms of the production costs and engineering costs and all of the things that go into having a podcast or radio show. This is both. Um, and so, um, again, it, I don't recommend putting yourself into financial peril for this, but it was available to me, um, and I feel so, so grateful for that. Um, but I, I funneled those, those funds toward this instead of, let's say, <laughs> investing them in something. Um, and I don't regret any of it because I did it my way. I did it the way that was meaningful to my heart and my soul. And where did it lead me? to divinity school because I kept veering toward the spiritual both in my, I mean, my personal life, absolutely, but in my work. Um, while people would come in to talk about divorce and staying or going, I would always have as a part of my coaching program, it's a chapter in my book, um, there was always an element of spirituality. And that element of spirituality in my work slowly grew and grew and grew until it was the only thing that I really wanted to talk about because to me, when you are aligned with your soul and, and your soul's plan for your life, the beautiful blueprint of potentials and possibilities that you considered before you ever incarnated, um, when you align with that, the answer for how you uh, react in a marriage that's not going well, whether you stay or go, or how you handle a job or follow a calling or um, all of the other things that happen in a human life, divorce being one of them, but one of many, like being aligned with your soul, that's the most important part. So that's what I really wanted to emphasize. And this show was the avenue in which I was able to do that week after week after week. And think about that. Seven years of reading a book. I mean, most of my guests have a book. So a book a week about these wonderful metaphysical topics. I mean, we did, we do some mind-body stuff. Um, of course, health and wellness. It's all mind, body, spirit, but the spirit part was is definitely spirit heavy here, or even the people that do the body stuff, they're rooted in spirituality, that kind of a thing. And that led me to, I remember very clearly the interview I did with Megan Watterson in 2019. And I read when I was doing my research for the show that she had a, a master's um, from both Harvard Divinity School and Union Theological Seminary. And something clicked and I went, oh my gosh, this is, this is where everything has been leading and I need to apply to go to divinity school. Like this is how I make it official, this emphasis of spirituality being the thing that I want to focus on and walk with people on. I guess the path I want to walk with people, joining up on spirituality because that is an umbrella that I believe or a foundation, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> whichever end you want to come from, the top, the bottom, actually both, um, that will keep you going through all of the human circumstances. And so all that to say, I did things my way, even though it didn't make sense to others and it didn't necessarily make the kind of cultural sense. Like I think most people, when they consider doing something like this, it is, or when you're weighing, you know, starting a business or I, all of the, the ventures or endeavors that we can pursue in a human life, in our culture, I think, 
there, you know, what is your, what is the return on investment? How, um, and they, that's usually calculated monetarily. And that is a factor. Absolutely. And I think there are many people who use this platform well to support their business. However, just consider also the intangibles. Um, I don't even know that I would call what I'm about to say intangibles, but the connections that I have made, all these wonderful guests that I am still in touch with, some of whom I've been on their show, not just Anita Morjani, or people that I can go to now to write, for example, my recommendation letters for Divinity School, things like that. The connections that I've made and the doors that this has opened have been invaluable, just priceless. Um, the confidence that it's given me. I mean, you heard the waver in my voice in that first little blurb from the first show. Um, this has given me a confidence that I did not have before. Benny, you mentioned that too. You had a confidence. You have a confidence that you didn't have before. Yeah, and yeah. I continue to still work on that as well too for other things. But it's it's a, a, a way of like reframing that I didn't see before, and yeah. it's a it's a good thing though. Yeah. Because there's always a good way of looking things just a little bit differently, but it's usually for the brighter things. Yeah. The brighter side of life. So Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the gift of that and confidence and 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 the the I would say that that treasure trove of metaphysical wisdom from some of the brightest, most leading edge minds that I have had the privilege and the joy of interviewing. Um I will take that to divinity school and that will frame my study of early Christianity and how those two actually, I do not think are mutually exclusive. I think they dovetail and I think we need to bring these together, just like so many of the wonderful hosts here talk about that bridge of science and spirituality, the bridge of what may be the truth of some of the spiritual and religious traditions that we just don't realize I will bring that to my study, and I think that is the exact direction that my work will take after graduation when I go out into um, you know, the ranks of ministers and, and pastoral care. I think I can bring together some worlds that people, at least where I was raised, they think are mutually exclusive. Um, these gifts of intuition and mediumship and near-death experience and reincarnation, I do not think they are mutually exclusive from religion. I think that, that there are our history of religion shows us that those elements were suppressed to make us forget how powerful we really are as spiritual beings having a human experience. And so I want to bring that together. And had I not had seven years of preparatory work to take with me into the classroom to meld with the religious history and some of the teachings of certain religious and spiritual traditions, I would not be the same person. It just, it's, it's, where I feel like I have been led all along, even though it has been a long and winding path of breadcrumbs. And that kind of leads me to the next one, which is um, basically um, you don't try to connect the dots. This is, of course, borrowing from Steve Jobs. Um, what is the commencement speech from oh so many years ago that has been quoted? But, you know, you can't connect the dots looking forward. Um, well, maybe some intuitives can. Um, but uh, I think for the most part, um, humans, it's hard to connect the dots looking forward. You can connect them looking backward. And um, I remember um, one of my favorite Hay House authors and former Hay House radio host, Mike Dooley. Um, he's still one of my favorites. He's so upbeat. Of course, he sends out those notes from the universe. Um, but there were years before he did the work that he's now doing where he had, I think, a T-shirt business with his mom and his brother. And that kind of went south in the 90s, I think. Um, and then he developed this like um, series of, of 
uh, they were to be, this is back when I think cassette tapes were still what was used if you wanted to listen to um, presentations or take, you know, classes. Now we can do everything online or with the MP3 downloads, that kind of thing. But at the time, I think he made this like whole series of tapes, but it didn't end up actually getting published. And again, I'm, this is from memory from several years ago, hearing him speak about this when he still had his radio show. Um, but he didn't, like, you know, the, the T-shirt business quote failed, um, but he knew how to market from his experience having run those, uh, that business. And then he had these tapes that he'd created, like an audio presentation, but that didn't end up getting published. And he was scratching his head like, what's next? It was all those things that he did that led up to him being able to be a motivational speaker and New York Times bestselling author that he now is with the platform that he now has because each of those elements prepared him in some way for the work that he now does, even though he didn't know it at the time. And that's, I think, what I feel like this past seven years has done for me leading into divinity school. Um, those intangibles and then connecting dots. Now, I don't know. We'll have to see on the other side of Divinity School and maybe even well beyond that to see um, if my hunch is true. But there are dots and intangibles to be considered. Um, okay, so next lesson. You can trust the flow. Um, so I've shared this story before, but when I was in master coach training, we were a small group of 12 with very intimate access with Martha Beck and, and the, the, her group of like the best master coaches um, that, that trained us. And so we had a lot of opportunities to um, give presentations and things that would help us then take our coaching practice out in the world in, in a really fine-tuned way. And some of the feedback that I got when I was doing that was that my presentations felt more like a performance rather than a chat and that was constructive criticism delivered kindly but it man it rang true and it hit me right in the heart um, because I, I knew that's exactly how I live my life but also that translated you know how you do uh, anything is how you do everything and it translated into my life and I was so I, you know, I want to control people's perception of me. I want to that perfectionistic streak. And um, so often I would over-prepare and have more of a script instead of trusting that I am a perfectly or can be a perfectly aligned divine conduit for what God wants to bring through or goddess or, you know, however you, whatever higher power of your understanding is out there. I do believe that it comes through and if I am simply the vessel through which it comes through, I can trust that the flow will be there if I open up to it and quit quite literally clenching my fists and clenching my body. You know how you get worked up if you feel nervous, you know, you have dead air time, for example. Um, your body clenches. Well, that was, I was just one big energetic and physical clench because I so was so afraid if I did open up that nothing would come through. Now, mind you, I'm still not like Dr. Alessandro who breezes in on a first Friday and has literally nothing written down. But I will tell you, the difference between my outlines for both individual shows and shows where I interview or as well as first Friday, my outlines are a fraction of what they once were because I trust that what needs to come through will come through. But you've got to give it an opportunity. So, you know, you start small. Start with the training wheels like, like I did. I come in with a huge outline but half the time end up diverging way off of it, you know, 
going down rabbit holes and tangents. And by the time I get to the end of the hour, I have, you know, uh, three quarters of my outline we haven't even been through. But I have that there just in case. I know Benny said it earlier, over-prepare. But the, my main point being you can trust the flow. So however you need to have your training wheels there to feel good, but give yourself at least one opportunity where you're, you know, riding free without the training wheels, even if just for a moment, um, and, and see, show yourself that you too are a perfectly aligned divine conduit through which goodness will come wherever that is in your life, um, whether it is in your work or in a hobby or in a relationship. Um, trust that flow uh, and, and, and see what comes through and use those turtle steps to grow that muscle larger and larger. Um, a kind of a piggyback on that one. Next lesson, trusting the divine tapestry. Um, I used to get so worked up about the show schedule. And I don't mean worked up and like like angry or something, but meaning like I would get so anxious that um, that I wouldn't find a guest. And what was I going to do on that Friday if I didn't have a guest or if someone canceled? And what I found time and again, and I've spoken about this, especially when we were on the road and my schedule was all up in the air and um, my opportunity for sitting down at the computer and sending out inquiries for people who want to be on the show, mind you that 50% say no, so it takes a lot more inquiries <laughs> to get one guest than you would think. Um, but I always would find that even if I came up to a Monday and I didn't have someone scheduled for Friday, even if it was Wednesday and I didn't have someone scheduled for Friday, I kept a running list of guests and I would just look at that list. And I mean, this would be a list of like 50 to 100 people at any given time that I you know, read an article and thought, oh, I'd like to reach out to them and see if they want to be on the show or a book came across my desk or a colleague said, oh my gosh, you've got to check out this person's work. So I would just keep a running list of guests and I would reach out, you know, once or twice a week, I'd send out two or three inquiries, maybe four or five at a time. Um, but I could trust that let's say it's Wednesday and my guest for Friday has canceled and I think, oh my gosh, I've got a hole to fill in the schedule on last minute notice. I would just run my eyes across that guest list and nine times out of ten, a name would jump out at me, and I would just have a feeling. And I would, if they had a phone number that I could find, I would pick up the phone and cold call. Or I would send out a little email inquiry on all fronts, you know, their Facebook Messenger account or their publicist, or I could contact page on their website. And I would say, hey, I've got a last-minute opening. Any chance you'd want to be on this week? If not, here's some other dates. And I, nine times out of ten, could get that slot filled. And if I didn't get it filled, then maybe I would do a solo show or maybe I would take the Friday off and do a rebroadcast. But always the divine tapestry was working in the background and the perfect guest had been selected many moons before I even began thinking about it, knowing that that Friday was going to be a last minute opening and this particular person was supposed to be in it. Um, the divine is working in the background, whether it's on a radio show schedule or in your life, and you can trust that. And so not panicking when it gets to what feels like the last minute in human time. You just don't know what might magically come through if you leave enough opening and don't freak out and try to force fill it, <laughs> so to speak, whether that's the radio spot or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I think that works. I think about housing certainly works for that, too. Um, may feel like the last minute. <laughs> we experienced that's that. always the one uh, thing of advice uh, yeah. that I give to hosts is don't panic. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's going to be all right. Yeah, if you create panic, it causes everyone else to kind of do the same thing. Uh, 
Exactly. So it'll all work out. Yeah. Although I kind of need to know. Just well, because I have to manage all of the panic. Yes, panic <laughs> official panic manager and producer. Well, that's good. That's a good Capricorn. Yes, right there. I think yeah. that's very grounded. Yeah, and I'm laughing, Benny, because I'm looking and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's nine fifty-five. Yep. I have like already. I have. Wait, let's see. Let me just. Let me just. Okay, We're one, like four or five. Maybe I have one, two, three, four, five, six, <clears throat> seven, eight more lessons. We may have to do a part two of this. I think we should. Overprepared. See well, what yeah. I taught you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's see. Let me just see. I think I can get through one more, right. maybe two more. Um, and then while we're on the subject of trust, because we were just talking about uh, trusting the flow, trusting the divine tapestry that's working in the background. And while we're on trust, trust your gut when it comes to people. Of course, we hear this so much. But just let me be another person that there's someone out there that needs to hear this today. Maybe it's trust your gut about a person in your life, a new friend, maybe your beloved or soon to be not beloved, judging on what you are feeling in your gut. But trust your gut. At least check it out. Give, don't let someone else make you distrust your gut. Check it out further based on the red flags or your feeling of what might just be a little off. And I will say, in seven years, I have had one guest, and I I hate to use the word regret because there really is nothing in the human experience that cannot be framed as a learning experience because everything just provides information. I think from the divine realm, there is not this black or white, good or bad, but everything can be a soul learning experience. And if your timeline is eternal and you are an eternal soul, then really anything that happens in the human experience um, can be grist for the soul journey. Um, so I have one guest, though, that I would not have back on, um, and I wish that I hadn't had on. And I'm not going to say who it is or tell you when it was, um, but I will just say they came recommended from someone else, and I did not do my homework properly. Um, I had a funny feeling from talking to this individual on the phone beforehand, and I should have listened to that. Because I do not feel like when the show happened that it reflected who I was or my values or integrity. And um, so, trust your gut. If I had, we wouldn't have had that. Now, no big whoop. One show in seven years, probably, what are the chances that more than my parents and maybe Benny heard it? But um, I like to stay aligned with my values and integrity, and I didn't on that day. So, Let this be your little uh, reminder for our final lesson of the day going into the weekend. Trust your gut when it comes to people. So just as a review, um, lesson one, follow the nudge. Lesson two, just ask. Lesson three, do things your way, even if it doesn't make sense to others. Lesson four, you can trust the flow. Lesson five, trust the divine tapestry. And lesson six, trust your gut when it comes to people. And we'll have a part two. So thanks, everyone, for listening not only today but for the last seven years uh, for those who've been around as a KKNW listener, um, it has been a joy. So, Benny, thanks for running the board. Quite welcome. Thank you. Great show today. You've yeah. been listening to Sunny in Seattle. This is Sunny Joy signing off.